I've always had this complicated relationship with my body, and I've been pretty candid about it on this podcast. Ever since I was a kid, I always thought I was the chubby one. And because I was the chubby one, I wasn't the pretty one. I wasn't the one people noticed, and so often, I used my wits and my smarts and my charms to get ahead. If I wasn't going to be your hot friend, I sure as hell was going to be the funny one, the smart one, the reliable one, whatever. I have never sat in a room with women who freely and openly celebrated their bodies, that chose to love their bodies as they are. No matter what, it's easy to think about a time when our bodies were better, that if we just lost 20 pounds, we'd be a different person, a better than fine person. That negative self-talk is pretty awful. What women choose to do with their bodies, whether that be harnessing its power to become athletic and strong or learning to love it in its perfect state as is, this is the freedom I hope that women can strive for. But I, just like you, look in the mirror often, trying to find ways to punish myself when my body does not look like what I think it should be. I am harmful, I am unkind, and I am downright unfair to it. What women are capable of, how they love and carry these bodies, this is our act of resilience. How we live in these beautiful shells doing incredible, unstoppable things, that's marvelous. But even I have had a hard time in imagining a world where I and more women are more comfortable in their skin. And that's really not fine, is it? Hey, I'm Rachel, and this is the It's Fine Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Nina Cavajola, the creator of the Mama Knows podcast and the creator of Balkanina, where she shares lifestyle, fashion, and DIY tips. On this episode, we'll talk about our changing bodies and biggest insecurities, how we can change our goals for our bodies, and trends for mid-sized bodies that you should be rocking this summer. Are you ready? Let's get into it. As you support women with tips around dressing the body, how have you taken that body neutrality point of view to now helping both dress yourself? And then what are your tips for kind of helping folks dress their bodies as they are? So ideally, I could simply just say, wear what you want and feel good in it. But that's not the reality, right? Like, I even can't do that. I can't even dress myself in this trendy little outfit that I saw some other girl wearing. And I can't just say... I like this, so I feel good in it. That's not the reality. So what I like to do is I like to fake confidence. People think that you need to be confident in order to do X, Y, and Z. However, confidence comes after the action because yeah. how are you going to be confident in something that you've never practiced? So the more you practice being comfortable in your skin and being comfortable in what makes you feel good, that's when the confidence will come. If you're not willing to put yourself out there, you're not going to build confidence. And that speaks to everything. Athletes, moms, like being a mom. So faking confidence is a big one. And you just have to get up there in the mirror and say, damn, I love this shirt. It looks so good on me. I like how it makes can we swear? I just said damn. Yeah, totally. Okay. Swear, totally. <laughs> Swearing <Okay>. up. <laughs> <laughs> so 
wear what you think feels good and then tell yourself that you look good. However, there are times where you're like, I hate how my arms look in this. I hate how my love handles are sticking out. For me, I'll tell you right now, my biggest insecurities are my arms and I have an apple-shaped body. If anyone here knows me from social media, that's what I talk about. I have no hips. I have hip dips. So I have literally like a stomach that hangs out on the sides and that's a huge insecurity for me. So if we're talking insecurities, my boobs, my stomach, and I actually have this weird insecurity around my neck. Like, I, I don't know why. I look at my neck and I'm always like, oh, my God, why is my neck look like that? But one of the things I've actually been inspired by you and other stylists who put themselves out there like this is that I've actually found fashion and being able to, like, try trends and do things like that as a way to feel fake this confidence that you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. when you're putting yourself out there and, like, dressing the way you want to, like, I found, like, I used to wear, like, really baggy clothes right now I'm trying to wear like more form-fitting stuff and yes it's like hugging me I can see my belly I can see these things but like I actually feel like I look better because I'm trying things out I'm I'm looking like you know in the moment like fashion forward or whatever that might be for someone who is midsize my rule of thumb is wear one thing that's loose and one thing that's tight because if you do two tight things you're gonna feel maybe a little kind of like a biscuit situation or not. Who cares? Wear it if you want. That's how I might feel. If you want to wear, like right now, I'm wearing these straight leg jeans and a baggy shirt, which is goes against my rules. It's just what I'm wearing today. But I would typically style like a baggier jean with a tighter top. And because I'm insecure about my arms, I'll add like a overshirt or a cardigan or something that's like loose and still on trend, if that makes sense. Also, another thing I think that mid-sized women have a really hard time with is tucking things in because it makes you feel like you're showing off more of your stomach, but really you're creating dimension and you're creating breaks because if you're just wearing something loosey-goosey all the time, it shows zero shape. It gives you no shape, especially as an apple shape. I have very little shape, so tucking things gives me hips. I also feel like the power of tucking is really great for dressing my body too. I feel like, to your point, a little bit more form-fitting, which I do think folks who are uncomfortable with their body shy away from. I think tucking and creating dimension, that is something that I never really thought about. But there's a really great stylist that I follow. Her name is Jen Knows Best, the Jen Knows Best blog for those who are interested. But she talks a lot about like, how do you create interest and dimension in the way that you look, right? And so a lot of that comes down to what you talked about, right? Like tucking and like creating like tight and and loose and then pulling in cool textures, right? If you're uncomfortable with the way that your body looks, how can you leverage purses, Mm. jackets, jewelry, right? To be able to maybe draw attention to other parts of you, especially to the parts that you might not be comfortable showing off. How do you navigate the pressure to have confidence? As your body like changes over time, and especially because you have this kind of public voice on this, right? I'm sure people expect you to be confident all the time. I'm currently like trying to navigate that and I don't have a solid answer for you, but I'll tell you, I've been doing this gut health thing where I'm doing a four-week program with a dietitian to clean out my gut and also I had to send in like a poop sample and everything. They're going to tell me what's wrong with my gut. 
But basically, it's like nice. this very strict, it's not a diet per se, because I'm not counting or measuring. It's just, it's a process of elimination diet. And I'm on week four. And people, I've had several people say to me, I can't believe you're going to lose weight. You're supposed to be the midsize account. You're supposed to, like, how are we going to trust you on? And I'm like, dude, this is nothing to do with weight. I think people just have this idea around weight loss. And I'm trying to navigate that because there is a part of me that's, yes, I talk about being a size 12. I talk about this and that. As I lose weight, because that is a symptom of eating clean and eating the way I'm eating. Like I'm literally not eating any wheat, gluten, dairy, sugars. Of course, I'm going to lose weight. And it's hard for me to navigate that. It's such a like tricky topic because weight loss is a very triggering topic for me. I can't really be around people who are talking about it or mentioning it because it triggers me. It puts me in the zone where I feel like I need to measure my worth by weight. It's hard for me to show up on some days because people are expecting a certain thing from me. But as far as navigating my confidence around that pressure, I, the biggest thing and the best thing that I've done, and I recommend this to anyone listening here today, is the moment you feel pressure or your confidence is being questioned because of one person or so many people that you're watching on social media, unfollow or mute and consume less content. So a couple months ago, I was doing nothing for my health. I was in the shittiest spot for my health. I was depressed. I was the heaviest I'd ever been. I was just so focused on my weight. And after doing this gut thing, I'm like realizing there are so many other things that I did for myself in the last four weeks that had nothing to do with weight. And now I feel amazing. But I was in a really low spot and having to show up on social media and pretend like I'm just loving this outfit I'm trying on is really hard. So what I did, there was several accounts who I'm literally friends with, like I'll text with them that I couldn't watch anymore. I had to mute them because for my mental health, it wasn't good to watch someone else be confident and successful and like looking so good in the things that I feel awful in and Or people who are just having this like high, happy energy when I was in a low, I had to mute that and I stopped consuming the content. And that's in any area, like not just body. If you're following a motherhood or if you're following an IVF account and they're like having all these successes and you're like, fuck this, I feel like shit, unfollow, mute. You don't need that. It's not their fault. Totally. But for your mental health, it is not worth it. I had to get off of social media. There was a short time I think earlier this year where I was starting the egg, my egg retrieval process. And I was just bombed that like Mm -hmm. other folks, it felt like other folks were getting pregnant and I had no, it was not easy for me. And I was really struggling with that. And I actually muted and got off social media a little bit. One thing that my partner says to me, which I think is a really powerful thing, right? Is that what we see on the internet is not a representation of the work and the journey that folks get to be able to post content like that. And to your point, sometimes people are faking, right? Mm -hmm. My personal belief is a lot, the best moments, like the most powerful personal moments of healing and growth often happen not in front of a camera. What we celebrate, what we look forward to, or like the things that we can't put on the internet, right? The baby announcement, the cute outfit, whatever. We don't really know what 
it took to get to that place. Using baby announcement as an example, if I didn't share my journey online about my infertility, if I got pregnant this month or next, folks would just think that just happened for me, right? Mm -hmm. Versus the three years that my partner and I have spent navigating that, right? Mm -hmm. I love what you share about faking confidence and just knowing that like you'll have that those ups and downs. I think that is something that I've actually heard most of us are just faking it till we make it. Like, I don't think anyone is like feeling as confident, as strong as we give them credit for. But mm -hmm. if we're just honest about our journeys and also knowing that like we can change our minds, I think what you're sharing about wanting to create a healthier lifestyle for yourself by doing this gut health protocol, mm -hmm. I think that's just you knowing that you need something different for your life. When people try to put us in a box and tell us that we have to be a certain thing, like you always have to be the size 12 to 14 person, right? They're limiting what we can be and what our fullest potential can be. I know that all of us, you, me, anyone listening to this podcast, we are evolving people. So while you might be trying to navigate body confidence as you are today, that does not mean that you can't choose to want to change your body. Like I know that I have goals to want to do things to be healthier and stronger. Mm -hmm. Question is though, where is that coming from? Is it mm -hmm. coming from a place of I need to do this because other people expect it from me or is it coming from myself? Yeah. Nina, do you have a sense of your body image like internal clock right are there things that help you decide what's the right thing for your body and how you portray your body on the outside that you hold yourself to I've always just cared what other people thought and I always just cared yeah. about what I should look like but over the last four weeks so I have lupus which is an autoimmune disease lots of inflammation and I have GERD and those were the two reasons I had to tell myself every single day, the reason I'm doing this gut health protocol is for my health. And my dietitian said, you will lose weight. And I said, I know, but I will not want that to be my driving factor for this. And I still, it's hard when you're, when you have literally been a dieter and someone that's cared about your weight for 30 years of your life, like it's not something I can just simply be like, oh, I don't care about my weight, but truly the clock or the internal clock I feel now is I have never felt so good that I have in the last four weeks. And it, not only because of my how my body looks, actually, that's not even the reason at all. I feel so good mentally. I feel good physically. I feel less inflammation. I have more energy to play with my kids. One piece of advice that I feel like is really important for people to hear if you aren't fueling your body intentionally in order to be to feel good internally first, then you're not going to have that confidence because you can't fix yourself with a quick fix, right? There's no quick fix to feeling good. You have to do the work. And if you're not intentional about how you fuel your body, and I'm talking like sunlight, sleep, water, those like the basic things guarantee most listeners, if not like all of them, probably lack those three things in their life every single day. And how mindful are we? We're not. How many of us are mindful and meditate? I'm learning that it's not how my body looks that matters. It's how I feel internally. It is the opposite for women, right? It's like, how do I look on the outside 
that should dictate how I should feel about my body, not the Mm. other way around, how I feel in my body. Like if I'm getting my basic foundational needs met, right? Water, food, sleep, mindfulness, right? Like those are not the things that we really build our life around. And I love that you're challenging those beliefs to yourself while also knowing that like a lot of the work that you do, right, is like contingent on staying the same. And Mm -hmm. I think that just speaks to the fact that we all as women have to decide how do we choose to determine what those body values are and like how that will make us feel. Because some women might say like, I really just like to walk and I want to do yoga and I like where my body is. And as long as I'm meeting my foundational needs, like I'm good. And then Mm -hmm. there might be other women who say, I want to push my body because that's important to me. I want to be able to run 15 miles or do a bodybuilding thing, right? Because those are my personal body values, right? But I think we have to make space for the different ranges of that and also believe that just because you're choosing to prioritize and change your body values as you are today in, in, in your health journey, right? That doesn't change like the work that you're doing, right, around encouraging people to have that body neutrality and probably a little bit of that fake body confidence, which ultimately leads to real body confidence, right? I want to transition us to talk a little bit as you think about trends and how it impacts like a mid-sized body, right? What are some Mm -hmm. of the trends that you see coming into spring, summer? Yeah. So the things that I love as a mid-size, I love doing bike shorts are about to be in. I love bike shorts as an apple shape because they give you this like a little bit of a compression around the belly. First of all, you got to have some good underwear. Like underwear are a big deal for us thick tummy ladies. I have to stop you right there, okay? You are the reason I have way better underwear. I just need to say, thanks to Nina, I like have to say, I saw like some videos about that and I'm like, that is such a good point. I'm over here wearing these like tattered, shitty, like Target <laughs> underwear that like doing nothing for like my belly and you like could convince me through like the work that you're doing that I need to like figure out like my underwear I love that so let's talk about underwear like what are your recommendations for that okay so people come for me because not every piece of clothing is made for every single person like for me we might have different lumps in our stomach and they might roll on you and they might not roll on me uh, high-waisted and like mid-rise underwear are typically known to be rolling and there's nothing you can do about that. Some are worse than others, but rolling is a natural thing. Everything rolls when it's bent. I just want to put that disclaimer out there, but okay. So I think that it's important to invest in good underwear when you have a thick tummy yeah. or not, whatever. Or if you don't want to, you don't have to. I'm not saying you have to do this, but for me, my confidence level in these smoothing underwear my confidence level is 10 times higher in clothing. So I went to a concert the other day. Yes, two days ago. And I wore these kind of more fitted pants with a crop top and like something I don't normally like to show that part of my belly. Like the pants were high waisted. But if I hadn't been wearing my like smoothing underwear, you would have seen a lot more love handle. And that's fine. Love handles are normal. But for me, I wanted that smoothed out. So good underwear. I love my favorite ones are by Spanx and they have I can't even explain it. Did you buy those? I did buy those. I bought those and then I bought this like bootleg like Amazon one for yeah. which I feel like works too. I'm wearing the Spanx when it's I kind of like really bring it in. Right. And then I'm wearing the other stuff. If I'm just like going to work or like doing something like yeah. that. But no, I do think it makes a difference. And totally to your point, I have definitely tried like compression, like shapewear and stuff in the 
Costume. Yeah, I hate shapewear. I used to wear shapewear and I'm like, it's stuff freaking rolls and it's not comfortable. But then the idea of underwear was really interesting to me. I'm like, why am I wearing this tattered ass stuff? I need to really yeah. invest in what I'm putting underneath. Because to your point, it smooths things out. If you're wearing like a tighter pant or even like a dress or something like that, it does make a difference. Right now, brands have different levels of smoothing. So even at Target, there's a brand called Assets by Spanx at Target. They have different levels. So like regular and then there's level one smoothing level two mm -hmm. level one smoothing is what you would want if you want that very comfortable smoothing like you want just a tiny little bit of compression but it doesn't feel like you're being compressed level two is more like snatch level three is like shape wear like girl yeah. don't expect to breathe Kind of thing. <laughs> and I don't like that. Yeah, no, me either. I would be like, I'd rather die. I am like totally okay with the roll sticking out if I can breathe because I that I ultimately when we come back to the foundations, like breathing is like one of the yeah. I'm button those pants. <laughs> Who cares? I know. What are we sitting uh, here with my pants unbuttoned? <laughs> have you tried any of the Fenty, like Giddy, like any of those yeah. shapewears? Okay, what do you think about those? I actually just posted a video today with a Giddy shapewear. I okay. love it for what it is. Like, I love for what you would, if you are wanting to feel snatched, but I don't wear that stuff every day. So I wouldn't, no. they do have some great lookalikes on Amazon that are like 20 bucks and do the same thing, literally. So yeah. Got it. I like it for things that you need it for. If you are wearing a tight dress and just want to feel smooth and snatched, I would choose a full bodysuit over smoothing or over like shapewear because the bodysuit just compresses you equally whereas the shapewear just does part of your body and then the rest feels like it's like biscuit situ pop and biscuit situation what other trends do you think are coming in for summer for mid-sized bodies i love the oversized blazer look but it has to be styled a certain way like the I don't know how to say this without being offensive, but like the people who aren't midsize, no. who are like the smaller people, they can wear baggy jeans and a oversized blazer and they look great. That's more of like a 90s look. But for me, yeah. if I'm going to wear a blazer, an oversized blazer, I prefer to wear like bike shorts or leggings or like something tight below and like a tank top underneath. That way you're shaping your body, but the blazer is covering your love handles, your arms like it's. You're still on trend, but you're covering the things that might be in it. Like for me, are an insecurity. Right. I also love. Okay. So I didn't think I would love this trend. Denim skirt. At first I was like, what the? Hmm. Come on, people. How is that even practical? So then I bought one because I was influenced and I love it so much. However, the trick is to wear bike shorts underneath because my thighs, they're. <laughs> They're rubbing. When you wear a skirt, your crotch is sweating. Yeah. If but anyone says their crotch is not sweating in a skirt is lying. Like, when you wear a dad's skirt, you're also like much more constricted. I have a mini. I haven't gotten for like the midi. The midi is very in right now. Like the midi and the longer, the maxi. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone for it because I'm like, I, it looks great. Honestly, I see it a lot. And I think it looks beautiful. Putting things in place that make you feel comfortable. Because you said yeah. earlier you're a comfort dresser too, right? As mid-sized women, we have to be okay with just having to add extra things to be comfortable. Like bike shorts, I wear those underneath anything that covers them. Like skirts, dresses, I don't care. I'll wear bike shorts. I put under boob powder 
the sweat powder for under your boobs. I put chafing powder in my armpit. Like things rub and I don't want to have, what's that called when things, chafing. Like Yeah, I don't want chafing. Like what else do I do? Yeah, I just, honestly, I'm one thing that, are you, I don't know how old you are. Are you Gen Z? I'm 31. Okay, so I'm you're a millennial. millennial. No, no, I'm not a Gen okay. Z. <laughs> One thing that Gen Z is doing so right is wearing tennis shoes with everything. Even though yes. I cringe sometimes because I'm like, how? Why? But I wore heels or like platform shoes to a concert the other day and I hate my, like my feet have blisters all over them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I think I'm just going to have to adopt that tennis shoe trend right now. I'm very into the tennis shoe trend. I'm trying. I was rocking the tennis shoe. I like the canvases. Like, those look cooler. But I was rocking the tennis shoe trend because I used to live in New York City. And you can't live in New York City and not wear sneakers. Yeah. Like, all, every Because you have to walk so much yeah. everywhere. And I didn't, at the time, like, I didn't even have a car or anything. So I'm walking, like, miles. But I, like, love, I love that trend. I literally wear tennis shoes whenever I can. Another, like, shoe trend that I'm very into is the, like, the platform, like, the fisherman sandal, like, the platform fisherman sandal. Super into that. I found those to be really comfortable. I wore them, I wore them as, like, my special shoe, right? Like, my going out shoe when I went on a trip to Italy last year. And I loved them because they could handle, like, the cobblestones. And, bro, I don't got gray ankles. So I need a strap on my ankle at all times. Yeah. Comfort shoe, definitely. And I love a good platform because it creates length. I think that creating length in your legs is just so flattering, especially if you are tall or if you do have thicker legs. I think a lot of mid-sized women are afraid of flares, like flare jeans or a little bit baggier jean. But if you have the right shoe, I think it just can be so good. Nina, as we close today, what would you say to a woman who is like, I don't like my body. I'm trying to figure out body neutrality, but I want to wear what I want to wear. What would you say that woman who's like, it's fine. It's whatever. I'm just going to not dress the way I want to because I have not gotten the body confidence or I don't have the body confidence to dress the way that I want to. There's got to be something. You got to like your eyes. You got to like for me, I love my eyebrows and I like my legs. I have really like muscular soccer legs. So when I'm having a really low self-confidence day um, I will do my makeup and just do it really good and I know not everyone loves makeup but I think that when my face and my hair look good I just feel more confident and I think that you wear whatever you feel in that moment but as long as there's something about your body that you're like wow that looks good today my eyebrows look good my legs look good my nails look good anything that you Mm -hmm. love about yourself just talk to yourself about that and the more positive self-talk you have and mindfulness, be grateful. And I know that's so cheesy and I hate when people are saying, be grateful for your body. Carry two babies. Oh, shut up. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't like that. That's not the advice I'm going to give you. I'm just going to tell you that it sucks. There are days where you're like, I feel like a fat lard and I don't want to move off the couch. That's fine too. Throw on some bike shorts and an oversized t-shirt and do your eyebrows. If you have good eyebrows, do anything. I'm all about the eyebrow eye. Literally, that's how I feel too. I'm like, if I have my eyebrows done and like my nails, because like getting your eyebrows done, it's like you could be a totally different woman Mm, with a fresh eyebrow and like a filled in eyebrow and then a great nail. Those are the two things that I do when I'm like, I really need 
I need to be about me. I appreciate so much your vulnerability and honesty as you are evolving, right? As a, a fashion creator as well, right? Just to be able to know that like you have made a difference in other people's lives by being who you are. And as you evolve into whatever this next chapter of your of your life looks like, right? It'll be really cool to see how many more women you inspire. And thank you. That's so sweet. I appreciate that. One thing I've been wrapping my head around this year is giving my body the space to be who she is. This has been a long journey for me. Now, don't get me wrong. I have body goals. I know that I will evolve and change. But I also want to learn how to fuel my body, feed it, care for it, stop punishing it for not being this ideal version of itself. Our bodies, our goals, these will all change throughout our life. And that's a good thing. It means we're growing. And remember, the only partner that sticks around with you for life until the day we leave this earth is this little shell, this little body that we're in. Be kind to it. It's giving you the opportunity to experience this moment right here, right now. Say nice things to it. Be brave enough to give it some compassion. You only get one chance in this body. So live with it to the fullest. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with me today. It means the absolute world that you would spend time listening to this podcast. Share this podcast with anyone who you think could benefit from the message of not settling for fine anymore. Share it with your sister, your cousin, your friends, your mom, your dog, your partner. I don't care. I would love to get the word out about why we don't have to settle for fine anymore. I can't wait to see you again next week. Talk soon.